Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Inside Texas's Jerry Hamilton. Uh, Jerry and I are going to talk today, a little Sunday edition, uh, special uh, discussion on the top 10 recruiting wins for Steve Sarkeesian in his three-year term with the Longhorns. Uh, Jerry, you know, you and I talked about this offline, which is leading to this uh, to this video. We, we had some animated thoughts about it, but one thing's for sure, you and I agreed on the top two spots. Uh, we both thought Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers, uh, by far the two most impactful uh, signings for Steve Sarkeesian, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think there's any question about it. Manning's pretty obvious, right? The Manning family is a part of the University of Texas. Now, it's a big stamp of approval for Steve Sarkeesian that Archie, Peyton, Eli Cooper uh, all signed off on Archie going to Texas. That is a big win for Steve Sarkeesian. And I think the Manning's impact on the University of Texas football and University of Texas athletics, I don't even think we know where that can go if he ends up being as good a player as people believe, me included, believe he will be. Uh, Quinn, I thought, was easy choice for number two because, look, this quarterback position was unstable, Texas, when Sarkeesian got in. Um, he was an official visit weekend, and he left an official visit weekend to go to South Lake to meet with Quinn Ewers and his family. That tells you how big of a recruit that was for Steve Sarkeesian. And it was also a Texas five-star kid coming back home from Ohio State, which had had a lot of recruiting success in Texas, starting with Urban Meyer, even before that, but had some huge recruiting wins. Uh, when Texas was kind of flailing about as a program. All that together uh, made Quinn Ewers an easy choice for number two. And look, we're also going off of what Sark says, it's the most important position on his football team. So those are the two most important guys for the next five years of Texas football. I, I agree with you at Manning one and Ewers two. Ewers' commitment came at a time where there was still some uncertainty too yeah. surrounding Stark, you know. Uh, he hadn't really gotten started yet. He had a five and seven campaign. Was he going to be able to recruit a big name quarterback? We didn't know that for sure yet because he hadn't done it. Uh, when he grabbed Ewers, I think that cemented the fact that, yes, this guy can recruit and he can recruit the big name guys. Uh, with Manning, I think that, you know, he's he was the number one recruit in the country his year. And he also came aboard at a time that Texas was five and seven. And furthermore, uh, I think that he helped lead a, an entire class into uh, Austin and he helped recruit those guys. So that's why I gave him uh, the nod over. Uh, that's why both of us gave Manning yeah. the nod over yours. Where you and I started to disagree, I think, is interesting. Uh, basically, our three through 10, uh, there are mostly the same names, Jerry, but a lot of differences. You went with Cedric Baxter all the way up at number three. Why'd you do that? Well, mine was pretty. Simple on this one. The number one running back in the country coming from the state of Florida has never signed with Texas, has never even been a thought that he got the number one running back. Would sign. Think about the running backs that have come through Florida since you and I have been in the business. Not once was a guy ever even talked about with the University of Texas. They were all Florida, Florida State, Miami, Alabama, Georgia. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think that is something that's never been done in the history of Texas football. The number one running back in the country from Florida coming to Texas. Two, I think that really stamped Sarkeesian's hire of Tashard Choice. I think that was a very strong indication that he made a great hire in Tashard Choice. Tashard Choice had a relationship with Baxter, went into Florida and took the number one running back in the country out of Orlando. And three, I don't think this happens if Texas isn't moving to the SEC, period. Even if Tashar Choice is there, I don't think this happens. I think Florida State might have ended up being Baxter's pick in that scenario. Um, so I thought that was a huge win for Texas. Um, again, and Texas has to is gonna they want to become a national recruiting power moving to the SEC. And they got two of those guys in this class, Arch Manning and Baxter, the first number one. Recruit since Vince Young at Tech signs with Texas and Manning. First running back, number one ranked running back outside the state of Texas to sign with Texas in my years doing this. Uh Bijan. You don't well, Bijan. Two years ago. Yeah, Florida for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I think that that we look at it together, Jerry. And yep. I, I think Baxter was an enormously impactful recruit. But your number four, I think, is is could could have well been a number two or even three. You could argue uh Kelvin Banks. And what his decommitment from Oregon and eventual commitment to Texas led to uh, simply because he was kind of the linchpin of that offensive line class that Texas built and is really, you know, one of the strengths of the team as we look forward into the next two or three years of the program. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. The reason I went with him at four is it took Mario Cristobal leaving for that to happen. So as far as the recruiting win, I kind of knocked that down a notch because it took a coach leaving for that to actually happen. I think Banks was thinking about it because uh, now that people know what we were kind of hinting about on Inside Texas, why we picked Texas, Eric and Alina and myself went so hard on Texas initially, was the mom's medical condition. And that was a known thing privately. It wasn't publicly at the time. Um, and I think that caught the Summer Creek staff off, totally off guard when that kid went to Oregon. But I think if Mario Cristobal doesn't leave, that was still a struggle for Texas. I think things were in motion. But uh, but as far as the player, man, best left – he's going to be the first first-round pick at left tackle, barring the unforeseen since, what, Leonard Davis? I mean, maybe I'm missing somebody, but – Mike I, Williams. Yeah, Mike, Mike Williams. Williams uh, you know, those guys – look, it, it's, it's interesting. Those – Banks was definitely just that big-name recruit that Texas needed – at the right time, uh, Kyle Flood uh, and Steve Sarkeesian came through. Your next guys, five and six, Anthony Hill and Terrence Brooks. I thought this was interesting. Two guys that were committed elsewhere, uh, but changed late in the year. Uh, Hill doing it uh, not quite yeah. as late. Terrence Brooks doing it on signing day from Ohio State. Hill, you ranked higher, not necessarily because he's a better prospect than Terrence Brooks, but probably because he, he decommitted from Texas A&M. No question. I mean, if you think back to when Sarkeesian was hired at Texas, you know, Jimbo Fisher went nine and one, COVID shortened season, whatever. They were ranked top five in the AP poll. That matters in recruiting. 
They signed the number one class in 2022. They had the the momentum in the state of Texas. Uh, anybody that questions that isn't wasn't paying attention to recruiting. They had it. They were actually starting to become a little bit of a cool school in state and a little bit in the southeast region. Um, but then when that AM season went south, some issues in the program started to pop up, right? When Anthony Hill decommitted, it became a must-win recruit for Texas. The worst-case scenario was if that kid decommitted in the back at AM. That would have been bad for Texas. That didn't happen. He ends up in the Texas class. And that's the reason I gave him the nod there is, like you said, it's nothing to do with the player. It's the momentum. It's the perception. It's the scenario. That was a huge win for Texas. Also, all the work. The staff, Chris Gilbert, when he was there, had done a DFW to kind of regain DFW. That kind of completed it in that class. That doesn't mean, you know, uh, oh, anybody else doesn't play into that. But Jonte Cook, Malik Muhammad, Anthony Hill, you go down that list of guys, Samaje Burrell, but really those those three real big names in that class, they got them all. And I think that Texas is now the team being talked about in football and basketball because of Ron Holland to a certain extent along I-20 south of Dallas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Um, you put Derek Williams and Sadir Mitchell in there as well. Uh, Mitchell, uh, you know, I, I almost feel like he was a bigger recruit than many people recognized because Texas beat Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, everybody else yep. for a guy out of New Jersey. You, you know, you talk about Cedric Baxter in some ways – it's harder to sign a defensive lineman than a running back from the South and, and, and away from Southern programs. And I know Mitchell's from New Jersey, but uh, I, I tell you what, that was a big one. And then Derek Williams, uh, you mentioned Arch Manning being number one ranked player in the state of Louisiana. Well, Derek Williams was ranked number two. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Sadir Mitchell was a huge win um, because I, I thought again, who you beat, it's hard to go into New Jersey. How many guys has Texas signed from New Jersey? I mean, and I and my years doing this, uh, but it also showed that Texas could be a national had national chops in recruiting. Bo Davis obviously is going to develop a relationship with any kid he comes in contact with. Kids love Bo, but Kyle Flood, former head coach at Rutgers from the area, New York, New Jersey area, he had he knew all the buttons to push. That recruitment and that was one that Georgia was in on before Texas. You know, I mean, Alabama, he could have gone to Alabama if he wanted. I mean, look, he could have gone wherever he wanted. Auburn, Miami made a big run. Texas A&M, who had been getting guys on the defensive line out of Jersey. That showed Texas has national chops in the game for me. And it was at a large human on the defensive line position that you're building going into the SEC. I thought Derek Williams was huge. It's one thing to go up to Shreveport, Bossier City, Monroe, and take a top kid out of out of the state. I mean, Nick Saban's done it a lot. But when you go to South Louisiana, it's a different game. And to go to New Iberia and get Derek Williams over not just LSU, but Alabama, Texas A&M, then Miami made the big run late. But to beat those three schools, 
um, was a huge win for Texas. And again, if Texas went headed to the SEC like Cedric Baxter, I just don't know if Texas wins that recruitment at the end of the day. By the way, I didn't mention Terrence Brooks. That was huge because he flipped from Ohio State. And it kind of went in with Quinn Ewers at the time. Ohio State was a thorn in, in, for Texas and Texas A&M recruiting in the state of Texas. To get Brooks to flip, no matter what the circum circumstance, Kerry Crooks eventually being gone, but to get Quinn Ewers and Terrence Brooks in the same class, that kind of – stymied Ohio State and Texas a little bit. Yeah, it did. All right, all right, 9 and 10, DJ Campbell and Malik Muhammad. I think that I see why both – they're both back up in the Metroplex, and they're both highly competitive recruitments. Campbell over Oklahoma, which is, a, a you know, the only one on this list really that was down to Texas and OU is, Der is DJ Campbell. And then Malik Muhammad was a direct win not only over A&M but also Alabama. Yeah, you know, DJ Campbell was – he had been a Texas lean for so long. I think that would have been a big loss for Texas to take because he would have gone to Oklahoma. But, again, Texas was trying to get a hole, a stronghold in DFW area. Um, Texas was ahead of the game. And I, you give Chris Gilbert credit for this when he came on the staff, which was Jeff Banks' idea to hire him. But they knew the talent in the state was in Dallas in the, in the next two or three cycles. And it, this stuff evens out. It ebbs and flows. But right now – Dallas, Fort Worth just loaded. And that was one that was a must-win recruit for the whole way because you can't have a five-star offensive lineman be leaning to you for that long and then lose him to Oklahoma at the end, uh, especially after that coaching change happened. But, look, that was a kid that wanted to be at Texas. Uh, he was a big name because he'd been a five-star from the start to finish in the recruiting process. And, look, some of that plays into this stuff for me too. I mean, like with the Cedric Baxter, Kelvin Banks, as talented as Kelvin Banks is, Cedric Baxter is a bigger name nationally in recruiting. So Texas could not lose DJ Campbell, Malik Muhammad. That one's pretty easy. Texas beat Nick Saban on a corner from DFW area. The night before Malik Muhammad committed, um, Nick Saban was on the phone with him and his family for an hour trying to get him to postpone uh, the commitment. That alone put Malik Muhammad 10. But it goes into, look at all the DFW guys on this list, Bobby. Anthony Quinn Ewers, Anthony Hill, Terrence Brooks, DJ Campbell, Malik Muhammad, half the list. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. That's, that's, that's very revealing for sure. Hey, uh, Matt, our, our producer, if you'll put up my list now, let's show people where we differ a little bit, Jerry. Uh, yep. Because you and I, obviously, uh, we, we, we think a lot alike, but we're not always similar, right? Yeah. Um, one name that I, I put Kelvin Banks at three over Cedric Baxter. I moved Baxter down the list a little bit simply because he plays a position that I think is – I don't want to say it's easier to recruit to. It's just not, look, Texas is going to get a good running back, right? And so it was one of those. At the same time, I think he's a terrific player. I put Kelvin Banks at number three because of just what he meant and the timing of it. Anthony Hill, somewhat similar, really, because he helped do that. And then I added Xavier Worthy in at number five because, you know, really he was his first big-name recruit because Worthy initially signed with Michigan out yep. of high school, uh, Michigan eventually released him, and he made a beeline to the University of Texas, and, and Sark had done a great job recruiting him 
while at Alabama. So uh, I thought Xavier Worthy was maybe in that top five. I, I know he had a, a tough sophomore year, but uh, he was probably the first big name, big play guy that Sark brought in. Uh, DJ Campbell, uh, you and I talked about this one. I, I agree with you. He's in there. Sadir Mitchell for the same reason. Uh, you're talking about a big defensive lineman that everybody wanted, and Texas went halfway across the country to get him. Uh, Terrence Brooks uh, and then Derek Williams rounding out the top ten. I, I could have put Malik Muhammad in there, uh, but I, I went with these two guys instead. Uh, uh, Gary, what I like about your list is Louisiana, California, New Jersey, Florida, Louisiana. I mean, that shows you where exactly where Texas wants to recruit under Steve Sarkeesian. California, and five stars in the state of Texas. Footprint, footprint in California, big emphasis on the southeast region. They've offered 60 guys from Louisiana to Florida to Georgia in the 2024 class, 60 already before spring evaluations. Uh, Xavier Worthy, I could people could say I easily missed on that one. I thought he got dinged for me. It was out of his control a little bit. He was kind of in the in, in, during the COVID times. He didn't have senior track. He really didn't have senior football, right? I mean, so I think his as talented as he was, he, he took a hit just as far as the recognition and what when he flipped the Texas. What younger prospects didn't necessarily say, "Oh my gosh, that's the reason I'm going to go to Texas." But that's so I probably unfairly dinged him on that. Got it. All right, uh, top ten biggest recruiting wins and uh, Steve Sarkeesian's. Tenure at the University of Texas, according to Jerry Hamilton and myself, Bobby Burton. Uh, thanks for watching this special Sunday edition of On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.